And so he, he's going to start up again. And so, uh, uh, but remember, many of these, what we talked about last time, many of these Christians had come out of the world, and Paul was desiring now that they had come out of the world, that also the world would come out of them. You remember that statement last time? And that's, that's a, it's really a different thing. It's one thing, you know, we can come out of the world uh, by, you know, okay, there's something I got to do, something I need to do, something I should do, everybody else is doing it, and we sort of come out of the world because now we're coming to church and participating in church and spending time around God's people. But it's a, it's a completely different thing when something finally clicks inside of you and you say, you know what? I need to be cleansed inside. I need this to start happening. This needs to be me. This is not what I'm doing. This is who I am. And so it's, it's a big thing. And so there should be a new focus, a new purpose, a new desire. You'll soon be back in the world you just left. And, and that's why it has, to, it has to convert from this outward thing that's taking place all around me and the surroundings around me and the people I'm hanging around. Uh, that's all a wonderful thing, but at some point it has to come inside of you. It has to take, part, just take control of you so that, that you say, no, you know what, I, I'm not... Oh, not only part of, I'm not part of this world. Okay, when I first got saved, I started eliminating uh, some things and started staying away from some places and started not going to some things. And, and I was kind of coming out of the world, gradually coming out of the world. Uh, but, you know, when as God began to transform me and my whole thinking, my whole inner being, then suddenly I started to realize, you know what, I, I'm kind of regurgitating the world out of me. And, and, and the truth was, this sounds bad, but, but once I got a lot of that world out of me, then I could, I could go to some people and try to help them and influence them for good that I, that I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even take a chance of being around for five minutes before. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but there were some people initially, I just had to get away because truth was, you say, were they bad? No, we were bad for each other. If we got around each other, I'd love to be doing, I just love to be doing something I shouldn't do. But, you know, later I could come back and say, you know what? What God's done in my life, I think I could help you. And truthfully, as years went by, some of them came to me. Now, as we begin this journey out of the world and continue the journey as we desire the world out of us, we find this incredible, encouraging truth that we, that we see in verse 20. So that's where we're picking up tonight, verse 20. This is a little short verse, but wow, it, how incredible it is. It says, and the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. This is, this is incredible. When God says, come on out uh, and uh, come, uh, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And, and, and what was that? <laughs> was that the bell ringing? Time's up. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to keep a baseball up here. <laughs> and so uh, now... If you notice the, the verbiage here, notice what, what it really says. It says, the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet. Look at what it says. The God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet. That, that is, to me, is amazing. First, the God of peace. That's the first thing we've got to notice. The God of peace. This is so important because peace 
shall overthrow the confusion and chaos of your life. The God of peace, he, all these been teaching us all through the book of Romans. God says, you know, it, when salvation comes, now you have the opportunity to live a life in peace. You don't have to live in that chaos of the world anymore. You don't have to live in that, that frustration and confusion that's going on in your life anymore. You don't have to live in that turmoil anymore because you have the opportunity for the God of peace. And, and does that do anything for y'all? Now, the, 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 it's incredible to me. This is so important because this peace shall overthrow the confusion and chaos. Satan is the antithesis of God. In every way. And therefore, Satan is the complete opposite of peace. Now listen to this. If you want to turn to again, James chapter 3. Now hold your spot, of course, in Romans. But James chapter 3, verse 5, it says, This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. So there's, there's a wisdom of Satan. For it says, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then, what? look at the words used, then peaceable, gentle and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. You, you see... Those words are used again. Peace is such an important thing. God says, I've taught you all of these things in this entire book of Romans, and I've showed you the, the, the doctrines, and I've showed you the truth, and I've led you to this point. You know why? So that you can live in peace. Folks, so many people got this all wrong. They think it's somehow that these are rules and regulations to bring us into some sort of conformity. No, these are the, the principles of the Word of God in the book of Romans that will help us to have peace and, and through the God of peace. And so it's so very important because the other side of that, the antithesis of that is Satan and his is confusion and with confusion comes every evil work. So... Secondly, we see the great power that we have through Christ. I love this verse because it's been so much, you know, our study on Sunday morning has been so much. We keep going through Matthew uh, 28, uh, 18, 19, and 20, but, but we, we keep talking about all power, and, and, and he's with us all way. And now look at it again. We see the great power that we have through Christ. It is God that does the bruising, but he uses our feet. He works through us. He works through us. This is what God said would be, very, uh, be, be from the very beginning. If you look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. And it says, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, again, it's so important that we look at every word. Uh, when you look, we, we pass through things so quickly, and we look at the, just kind of the whole meaning and, and think, okay, you know, uh, you know eventually uh, Satan's going to bruise the heel of Jesus. Jesus is going to bruise the head of Satan. But that's not exactly what it says. Now, look at it. It says, the word bruise here means to crush completely. So even that, we, we got to understand really what it's saying. It's, saying. it's not saying he's going to injure him. He says he's going to crush him to nothing. He's going to crush him completely. But also notice it says I, first of all, it says I, 
I will put enmity between thee and the woman. Now, uh, it, God, God is, and nothing will happen without him and his authority. See, we, we have to realize this starts with God. He says, God says, well, everything's going to happen. I'm going to do it. And we have to have his power. It doesn't get done. But now, notice the last couple of phrases. It says, it shall bruise thy head. It. It shall bruise thy head. It doesn't say he shall bruise thy head. It says it shall bruise thy head, and thou shall bruise his heel. So we understand that his, that's a, the, the uh, masculine uh, tense here. That's a masculine, uh, man, my brain is just, just gone all of a sudden. But, but it's the, this phrase, his, is uh, the gender uh, change has come because the last phrase it is speaking in the masculine speci- specifically of Jesus Christ. His, his. But why does it say It. And this is what I believe. In the first phrase, we see that, that we as the body of Christ, along with Christ, shall bruise his head. See, the it is neuter. And it is neither masculine nor feminine. And so why does it say it? Because, because it's going to be under our heels. And that's all of us. All of us as Christians. That means that Jesus Christ, working through us, will use us to crush his head. And that's amazing that we have such a part in the destruction of the one who's been messing with us for so long. Yeah, right. Do you understand? Uh, that change it, that, that, that really does something for me because, you know, I liken it always to like a boxing match. You know, you just, we, we're in this life and, and all through this life, I'm against a stronger opponent. You know, when I was preparing for the Memphis City Tournament, you heard those wonderful stories, the uh, but I, when I was preparing for it, we had to do Friday night fights for several weeks. And we'd go down to down Memphis, down to the fairgrounds, and, and they would have these, what they call Friday night, and they would just mix you up. Now, one Friday night, I, I fought against the welterweight champion. Now, the welterweight champion is only about 140-something pounds. I was about 165 pounds. Well, that was great, because I got this little guy. He's over in the corner there. I'm going to fight him, and I'm all ready. You know, because I, this, I, I'm going to take care. Well, that little guy, he was a welterweight Champion of five states. I didn't even see the punches coming. <laughs> I went out there and it was like, kick it, kick it, kick it. and then he'd be over here. And I was just running around everywhere trying to find this guy. He was so fast. I mean, I'd get up there to him and, and it wouldn't hurt me, but he was just like, <laughs> and I think, now what is that all about? Now, finally, one time before the, he got in a corner and he started to go and he faked one way. I mean, I just took a chance. If he hadn't gone the way I thought, I just swung in the air. But he, he dodged, he faked, he came back the other way and I went, poo, and I knocked him down. Fight was over. I caught him one, again, I only hit people one time. The very next week, they put me in a fight against the, the heavyweight champion of five states. Do you understand? Heavyweight. Well, okay, now I'm the little guy. And now he can't find me. Because I started out, I'm just going to fight him toe to toe. He's about 6'2", weighs about 200 pounds, and I weigh 165 pounds. I went in there, and he threw an old jab out there to me and caught me in the head. And my head went about three feet back here. And came back, and I said, uh-uh, that ain't happening again. 
And you've never seen a guy move around like I moved around. Man, I was bouncing around that ring everywhere. You say, do you win? I didn't care. I just wanted to live. <laughs> now, what they were doing, though, is they were getting me ready. But that, that's the way I felt like this way this life has been as a Christian. I'm in there against a bigger, stronger opponent, and every punch is so powerful. Man, he just banging me. But guess what, folks? It's taken me a while to figure this out, but I'm stronger than he is That's right. through Christ. All power is given to Jesus, and he's with me all way. That means he's in here. He's not just in my corner. He's in the ring with me. And that means I can fight back. But ultimately, there's coming a day when this is not, this is, this is more like MMA, you know, because when he goes down, we're going to just crush his head. That's, a, that's an incredible thing. Done with him messing. Isn't that good, Jesse, to be done with him messing with you? Wouldn't that be good? Well, it's coming. And God said, shortly. Shortly. You say, well, my goodness, that was 2,000 years ago. This was written. That doesn't sound like shortly. It does to God. I mean, at the very most, that's maybe a couple days to God. Now, how will we crush them, though? How will we do it? And these are not all-inclusive. Just some things I thought of very quickly. How how am I going to crush him? How, How are we as Christians with Christ And together, we're going to crush him. And that's why it says it, the church, will crush his head. One, by winning the loss to Christ. Everyone we win, we crush him a little more. I think number two, by understanding and using the power that Christ has given us to overcome Satan and his temptation. Every time we, everybody in here that understands truly the authority and the power that you have, every time we win over him, we are crushing him a little bit more. Number three, by believing God's promises that all power is given unto Jesus and he is with us always, even to the end of the world. You know, that just will give you confidence. And it's the reason that Sunday after Sunday, hopefully you don't get tired of it. I hope it just gets implanted into your brain that we, watch this, all power and all way. Number four, by resisting Satan, which will cause him to flee. That's what it says. Resist Satan and he will flee. And then number five, by putting on the armor of God daily. By putting on, and number six, by teaching those uh, those who we reach, by teaching others to fight the battle through the power of God. You know, that's really what we've been trying to do, and God has blessed us and brought kind of a, uh, kind of a movement here in that church to, 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 to have spiritual warfare, and God, God has worked it out. I mean, people that we, you can't get to, to come to meetings. I mean, they're booked up for years, but, but yet we're, we're getting them to be able to come here, and then, and then God bringing uh, uh, Michael here to help us, and, and these kind of things, this is, this is incredible what God's doing, and what we're doing is we're trying to teach all of us because if we corporately get strong in this thing this church can begin to crush the head of Satan now as we fight this battle God gives us another wonderful bit of encouragement and what a blessing it is because he ends this verse he says the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you 
Amen. Come to us. Second, amen, here it says, through all our battles, our failures, our weaknesses, and yes, even our sins, we have this promise that God's grace is with us. Unmerited favor, undeserved favor is with us through every battle that we face. And you know, that, that means we do not fight this battle alone because we have unmerited favor with us all power will be with us now it's so important because we we've got to understand that the grace of our lord jesus christ has said be with you even our sin is god's grace is there for us and the truth is oh satan he will <clears throat> brother howells preached a message a long long time ago called knocked down but not knocked out and you know, we might get knocked down. We may end up messing up. But thank God that his grace was good enough for my mess-ups before I got saved. They're pretty, his grace is still good enough for my mess-ups after I get saved. His grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you and it is you can't escape it you can't get away from it <laughs> and the wonderful thing is it's not there because we deserve it it's there because he gives it so we do not fight this battle alone we must fight to the end and to the end grace will be with us and so that's really what I, I guess tonight's a little bit challenging. I, I knew that there, uh, Brother Nathaniel was coming and, and we're going to be a little bit shorter tonight. But, but really the, the challenge that I want to give to us is, is twofold tonight. One is that we, we need to keep searching the scripture and keep studying and keep memorizing the promises of God so that so we can just keep it saturated in our heart and mind every time oh Satan tries to get to us that we look at him and say no wait a minute wait a minute all power all way it's always with me always with me God's grace is always with me and even when I stumble God's grace is available to me and, and somehow if we could together just just say we're gonna keep going because we've got all power all way that means all the way to the end that means folks don't get weary and well-doing Let's keep going. Let's keep fighting. Just keep struggling. Let's keep going. And look, you get knocked down, knocked down, but not knocked out. Get up. That's what we got to do. We got to get up and keep going. And understand, look, it, he is intensive. Satan's intensifying his fight. It's, get, it's, getting, it's getting hot and heavy because he knows he has but a short time. He said, how long does he have? I don't know, but God said it's short. 2,000 years ago, short. How short do you think it is now? People all the time tell me, oh, they've been saying that since, since, since the time of Christ. That, that you know, that, that, that time's about up. It ends about here. Uh, you know, well, I, guess what, folks? It's still 2,000 years closer than it was. 
You say, well, it might go 2,000 years more. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it will, but I'm going to tell you this. It's still 2,000 years closer than it was. And that means we don't have long. You know, I was, I was playing in a, in a ball game one day, in a football game, and it was with the sailors, and I'm probably, at the time, probably 40 years old. They're all 18 and 19. And I get, I get so tired sometimes, and I think, how many or more years am I going to do this? Come out here on Saturday night for the next four or five hours and then get up on Sunday and can't walk. And, and, uh, but, you know, Saturday night, after Saturday night, sailor boys would get saved. But I was out there one night, and my dad was there, and he was standing on the sidelines, and I got this story from, from one of my workers, but I caught, intercepted a pass, and I ran it back for a, a touchdown, and the boy looked at my dad and said, how'd you get him to, you know, how'd you teach him to be such an athlete? And my dad said, he's not. And the, and the guy looked at my dad and said, this is what he told me, he said, I looked at him and said, well, didn't you just see that? And my dad says, he's not an athlete. He said he doesn't have any natural ability. He just wanted it more than any boy I've ever known. And you know, folks, I still don't have any natural ability in the Christian life either. And none, of, none of it has come easy. It's been a fight. It's been a struggle. But can I tell you why we're still here? Thank God I married a woman that wanted it as bad as I did. And we just, I just want to fight to the end. I want to die here and well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's victory, folks. And it may not be because I had the, the most successful this or the best that or the greatest. No. It'll be because I kept fighting to the end. I won a bunch of fights by what they call technical knockout. That means that guy just gave up. Or maybe the referee said he was too injured to keep, keep going. I only lost two fights. But both of them went the distance. The judge had to decide, judges had to decide that he outpointed me. But there's one thing that I walked out of there I walked out. I didn't quit. And that's where I figure this, this fight is. You might outpoint me right now, but you're not going to get me to quit. And it's not about me, but I'm trying to say this is, this, is, this is what I believe God's trying to teach us here. He's given us all the resources. He's given us all the strength. He's given us all the power. He's even given us all the grace. And he says, now, go to the end. It's coming shortly. Just get, keep going to the end. Well, Brother Allen, if you'll close us in prayer, thank you all for coming tonight. And, make, hey, go by the table and see Brother Nathaniel's table. God bless you. Got a great thing. Stand will be dismissed.
Lord, we do thank you for uh, this night. It's been a, a wonderful night, Lord. We've had the opportunity to one of your uh, greatest servants going to Brazil to preach the gospel, Lord. Thank you for that. We heard about many prayers that have been answered just recently, Lord. Thank you for that. We heard about people that were saved this week, Lord. Thank you for that. And, Lord, we heard from your word tonight. Lord, thank you for that. Lord, now I thank you for your love to us and what you do for us in this place. And we ask you to go with us now. In Jesus' name, amen. And just, just a second, I forgot something. Today, Brett earned his Bible for winning somebody to Christ. So, Brett, come on up here. All right, now you're dismissed.